All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. I am Brent Wallace alongside 13-year NHL veteran defenseman Jason York. Yorkie, we are flying into the weekend. The Sens are in the wind column. Mach 9 is on the show. It's a good day. Mach 9. That is a name we haven't heard in a while. Martin Havlat. What what a great guy. Living his best life now, too, Wally. Hanging out in Boca Raton. Running the Czech national team. Uh, Marty is... Uh, to this day, too, I think, well, Eric Carlson, most skilled, most talented, but Marty Havlat, I'll put him in the category as most exciting Ottawa Senator, potentially, yep. of all time. Yep. He's a guy that can bring you out of your seat. Great guy. Loved watching him play, and it was fun. And uh, I was hoping he would stay a lot longer, but he went off to, yeah. to play, and, and really he started in a couple of teams. But we'll get into all that when we talk to him in a bit. But first... Let's let hey the Sens snap their losing streak at home on Wednesday against Buffalo. Life is great again. Nobody wants anybody fired. Well, maybe, but hey, we got to win. <laughs> uh, battle of the sloppy Joe sandwiches. How that game? I was watching it and I'm like, okay, whoever makes the least amount of stake mistakes is going to win this one. Uh, I thought Ottawa had a really tough start, but but Buffalo. They are so bad defensively. They're just so nonchalant out there. But yeah, full marks for Ottawa. I thought the second part of the game, they took it over. And I thought they got some some really, really solid goaltending in, in this one as well. So some key saves yep. 
But uh, yeah, this was a this was a must win game. They got it done, and we'll see if they can get on a roll now. There's a part now I wish I could actually show video highlights because one of the things there was like a I don't know if it was a three minute stretch that's maybe long, but Anton Forsberg felt like he yeah. was on an island by himself. And I, as a defenseman, can you? I don't mean I, we've asked this before, I guess. Can you explain this to me? What the the three minutes of mistakes or or uh, what would you like? Yeah, me to like why it can't keep happening. <laughs> <laughs> they're a young team Wally I don't know how many times I get to say this they're going to make young mistakes inexperienced mistakes and there's a lot of pressure on this hockey club right now so early on in games here's the mentality as a hockey player there's there's two ways you can play you can play the game where you're trying to win the game or you can play the game where you're trying not to lose when you play trying not to lose you start making mistakes because you're uptight you're nervous you don't want to lose the game you don't want any more bad things to happen. So you, you got to, I don't want to sound like a sports psychologist here because I've worked with a lot of them, but there's a, you got to get your mind free and you got to get out there and just play. And, and they call it the, the peak performance zone where you get in this zone where everything just flows. You're playing, it's just happening for you. And you're not worrying about, about bad things that are going to happen because a lot of bad things have happened for the Ottawa Senators. So I just thought later in the game, they got to that peak performance zone you need to be as an athlete, and it's tough. And, and that's the thing about young players. The hardest thing in this league is to play with, it, with consistency and do it each and every night, and you get there. It, it just takes reps. It just takes experience. But, man, I, I got to say, a, a, a lot of talk Tuesday night about Jake Sanderson. I think he had his best game as an Ottawa Senator. This young man, Wally, is so impressive. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and what also is impressive is uh, our sponsors, Renfrew Pro Tape. Uh, go to RenfrewPro.com as this show continues to be held together by the one with the green core. Uh, by the way, they also are the the people behind the HDA tape. You can also get a bunch of other stuff. In fact, Yorkie, one of the hottest items they have is the flame tape, which I still don't understand to this day. But uh, to each his own who wants to put that on their blades. Uh, Renfrew Pro. Go to RenfrewPro.com uh, for all that. And plus, you can get them at Pro Hockey Life, Sport Check, or Canadian Tire, among other leading retailers. Um, you mentioned Jake Sanderson. Uh, so we'll go from the young guy to the old guy and eventually get to Craig Anderson because we did get to see him in goal. Yeah. Uh, in Ottawa, and he did get his standing ovation, which he deserved. But uh, Jake Sanderson has been every bit, I think, as promised and delivered. 24-55 of ice time to lead all Ottawa Senators. We know that he's going to obviously eat up more time with Thomas Shabbat out. But I think uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, he's played seven straight games of over 20 minutes already uh, in the last little bit. Uh he looks good. Plus, he's got nine assists on the season. He's tied for the most assists by among rookies, and he's second in rookie scoring, I think, along with Shane Pinto. Yeah, it is, at nine points. He's off to a terrific start. And we can talk about the offense. We can talk about the points. One of the hardest things to do as a, as, as a defenseman, as a young defenseman in this league, is to defend. Because Jake Sanderson last year was playing against college kids. And when you play against college kids versus pros, it, it, it's a... I'm not, hey, I'm not telling somebody something they don't already know here. It's a huge difference. It yeah. is an enormous yeah. step. I'm just, I'm not surprised because I watched him play. I had my scouting book on, on Sanderson when I watched him after his first exhibition game. I said, this kid is doing things that the players his age don't normally do, especially defensively. But as far as the defending goes, 
that's what's been most impressive for me. I remember a play early on the season when he went one-on-one -on -one with Austin Matthews, just took him wide, uh, and, and I was like, wow, th this kid is a really strong defensive player. And from then, he's just he's, – he's doing things and, and playing with a presence, and there's no panic in his game, but defensively, he's been so good. You see him block shots. He's playing every game like it's like it's his last shift. Like he's every single shift for him, he lays it on the line. Whether it's blocking shots, taking a hit, skating the puck out of traffic, making a clever play on the breakout. He never throws the puck up the boards. He always makes a play with a purpose. And yeah, he's made a few mistakes so far this year. He's left the middle of the ice open. He's maybe lost some coverage. But as far as a well-rounded all-around game. I watched him pretty closely to Owen Power last night, who was the, f the first overall mm. pick for Buffalo. I don't think it's close between those two right now. I think Power is going to be a really, really good player. But as far as being a well-rounded defenseman, I don't think it's close. Sanderson, to me, on the, on the defensive side, uh, has just... Uh, he's playing like a guy that's played 300 games in the league so far. So really impressive, Wally. Uh, for me, I just hope he doesn't get hurt. Because the way he plays, college schedule compared to NHL schedule compared to not having played this many games, can you imagine if this kid gets hurt? Where would the Ottawa Senators be right now with it, with, without Jake Sanderson? Because uh, they already have these injuries on the blue line. But uh, I, I can't say enough about him. But I uh, I talked about him earlier in the, in, in the season, Wally. I watched him play, and I'm and I, uh, going to pull a little Barry Horowitz here. The old wrestler likes to pat himself on the back. Uh, I put a little money on Jake Sanderson back in the, I think I sent this tweet out on October 1st and, and this was just Here watching their, I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. So just in case you don't want to toot your own horn, but it sounds like you do. I'll read the tweet. Uh, good percentage prop bet. Jake, Jake Sanderson wins Calder trophy going to play over 20 minutes per game and play power play. And in all situations so far looks ready for big minutes. Plus sense have no choice except to play him a ton because they're so thin on D. Go ahead, Kreskin, and continue on. Barry Horowitz. Do you remember Barry Horowitz, by the way, Wally? You're not a wrestling no, guy, right? I do not. Before he, started, before he started every match, he always patted himself on the back, and then he would go on to lose every match he played. But uh, anyhow, there's a little Barry <laughs> Horowitz history. Uh, so a couple things have happened. No Zoom, no Shabbat, which is... I thought he'd be a 20-minute guy. Now he's a 25-minute guy. But I watched him early on in exhibition, and to the point I made earlier, he just plays like a guy that's not a rookie. And a couple things he does, number one, defending, and number two, he's got some offense. You combine those two things together, and that is the prototypical modern-day NHL defenseman. You have to be able to defend right now. And if you can do what he's doing, it's just – it's such a bonus. You know who he reminds me a lot of? A young Ryan McDonough, the way he plays the game. You watch McDonough play. He's an older guy, but when he was in his prime, every shift he makes it hard on, their teams, on the other team's forwards, and he can still skate the puck. He can still make plays. I don't know if Sanderson's ever going to be a guy that's a point-a-game defenseman. I see him more as that guy that's maybe 40, real good year, high 50s in points. But that's going to come. You have to be on the first power play to do that. And when Shabbat comes back, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But no, he's just, um, for me as a defenseman, watching him early, I'm like, 
this guy is so wise behind beyond his years and now he's doing things that, that, that I'm not really surprised on. And I just hope some people put some money down. But the only thing, Wally, is what I said earlier, injuries. The way he plays, he plays so hard. That's my concern with how, with how he plays right now is uh, don't change. But those types of guys that play that way, it's really hard to play a full 82 games. Uh, Yorkie, please stop talking about injuries and Jake Sanderson. You are forbidden for the rest of the show to discuss this. Um, I know. I, know. I, here, I may be wrong here, but you played with him, and maybe is this a fair comparison? And and maybe Sanderson's a bit different. Are, are Wade Wade Redden and Jake Sanderson similar? Uh, I would say very similar in making that little outlet pass that maybe the, the normal defenseman doesn't see. Remember when we talked about Wade Red, that first pass, Wade makes a great first pass. And that that's the biggest similarity where I, where I see to those two defensemen. I would see Sanderson is, is a quicker and better skater than Wade was at that age. I think Sanderson at this age defends better than, than Wade did. I would say Wade uh, probably had a little more, maybe a little more offense at this age, but there's some similarities. There's definitely some similarities. I, I would like to see Wade play in the, the way the game is called now. Because yeah. yeah. don't forget, Wade was Wade was playing in an era where you could hook, you could hold, and, and forwards. If you went in for a puck, you were getting clobbered from behind and didn't matter. So it's it's tough it's tough to compare because of eras, but I would love to see Wade play because I think yeah. he would thrive in this era. It's a total, yeah, I, and that's the thing. You can't compare the eras because it was such a different game. But yeah, uh, I did. It's... I just like the way Wade played, and it seems like Jake, like Jake's not going to run you through the boards from what as of right now, and because maybe his age and getting stronger. Yeah. But it's that angle, it's that blocking, it's that moving the puck type. That's why I thought of Wade. But uh, I do yeah. appreciate the different eras for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's move on up front. Uh, you clearly lit a fire under Alex DeBrinket of late, and uh, that seems oh, to have transitioned on. on the ice. I'm an Alex. I'm an Alex DeBrinket fan, and I, and I was very clear no, with I know. Him, Wally. I, I think he's. Here's the thing. I just don't think they're going to. I wouldn't give him over nine million to, to, to pay him that much money. That's the only thing. When when they made the trade, I know why they made the trade. He wanted to get people excited. You wanted to bring in some goaltending, or sorry, some goal scoring, and 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 you got the you got the fan base excited. But I just, it's I always think where the Senators are going as a team, and and I think they're going to be a heck of a hockey team. Uh, and also too, I made this point, like he's a he's a guy that if you can't get signed at the deadline, uh, then then you probably move him and you get a lot for him. But he's a tremendous talent. It's just where does he fit long term? Okay, I didn't. I didn't. I, this wasn't why I started. I just said it in jest. I was moving on to a different topic. I apologize. I didn't know. Alex to bring it. You got real far. They enough. moved. I know. I'm sorry. They moved uh, on Wednesday. They juggled, obviously Matthew Joseph and Drake Batherson. They flipped uh, second and third line wingers. I think in an, in an order to spark perhaps some offense because uh, DJ Smith said Wednesday morning going into that game, uh, quote. Uh, we need more guys going, not rely on a top six. We need a top nine right now to get more guys involved in the offense. Uh, that's why uh, DJ tweaked his second and third lines. And it worked, I think, because uh, 
all the lines scored, well, except the third line in Mott Pinto Batherson. But, you know, you saw uh, Austin Watson get a goal and uh, Brady Kachuk and Alex Dabrinkit. So, uh, and Tim Stutz, I think, the empty netter. So you did see three of the four lines contribute. Yeah, well, something Sorry, had to Dabrinkit change. did score. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Debrinket scored. Yeah. Debrinket, the, ni- the nice little pass from Matthew Joseph in the slot. Matthew Joseph could have had five yeah. five points last night. We have two two breakaways, all kinds of looks. He is so fast. And last night on the penalty kill, I, I thought he was I thought he was tremendous. So most excited guy when he saw that lineup was Matthew Joseph. He's like, I didn't get a chance to play with Debrinket, and all of a sudden. All forwards love to score points. They like to get their stats up there. And I'm, I'm sure Joseph, he was just drooling when he saw DJ put the lineup up on the board. So, no, it, it, it was... Well, uh, Yorkie, it was, your, don't forget, last year when Matthew Joseph arrived and played on the top line due to injuries and moving people around, yeah, he, he was produced, a point-per-game player for like 13 games. So, he's shown he, that he has that flair to play up top. I, Maybe he just he's not a third line guy as we think he is. Maybe he should be playing <laughs> higher up. Here's the thing with the NHL. Pretty well every single guy on every team was the best player at their team at one point in time. And they put up yes. points. He's, that's what people forget. They, oh, this guy's a fourth liner, this guy's a third liner. No, these guys were great players at their lower levels, whether it was college, whether it was junior. So you just get slotted into a position. Remember Sean Van Allen? Sean Van Allen, the fourth yeah. line grinding centerman, led the American League in scoring. Like this guy was an crazy. offensive juggernaut. It's it's yeah. crazy. So it's you get put into a slot in the NHL. I'll tell you something. Besides the top players in the league, you have your generational players. Like you have McDavid, you have McKinnon, you have Crosby. There's not a huge difference between the rest of the guys in the league, especially now. Now that you don't have the guys that are strictly fighters, uh, the talent level in the NHL, it is, it is so close. It's just, where do you get put into a slot on, on, on the team? I don't care who you are. If you're on the fourth line, it's pretty tough to score a lot of points. You need a pretty long stick from the bench. So that's when you see stuff like guys like Matthew Joseph. But the one thing he does have that is a lot better than other guys is he's really fast. And in today's game, if you're really fast, you you should be able to generate some opportunities and get some offense going. And pass the puck to Debrinket for an empty net, he's not going to miss that. Yeah, no, I, I thought Matthew Joseph was very good. And I, I see there's complaints about his play of late. I don't have an issue with the way he's played. Like, I, me neither. I don't think that you should be expect. maybe you correct me, should you expect your third line to be producing a goal a game? I'm not sure that you should be. I think that their number one role is usually to shut down the other team's top lines. I, yeah, I agree. If, if you have a third line, a, a good, solid third line that chips in a little offense for you, you're, you're going to be a team that wins more than you lose. I really like that third line that DJ had to start the year with, with, with Pinto, Mott, and Joseph. I thought those guys were playing some great hockey. That's when Pinto was playing his best. And that's where I like Pinto. I like Pinto as a third-line center. Gets a little better matchups for this stage in his career. And Mott and Joseph just really seem to have some chemistry with them. And I go back to last year. I love I love seeing Batherson with Kachuk. I think they have some, some chemistry. Uh, who do you put in the middle? And I did like, I did like Giroux with Debrinket early on. 
they had a ton of opportunities. Dabrinkit was getting two, three high danger opportunities every game. He just wasn't scoring. So, but as the coach, you can't continue status quo. You're losing hockey games. You got to mix it up. Uh, I think it's a good thing they were playing the Buffalo Sabres last night, or sorry, Tuesday night, because early on, Otto wasn't great in that game. You are playing somebody different. Doesn't matter who your lines are, or what you're doing. It's just you, you got to get off to better starts. But um, we'll see. The lines, the lines are always evolving. They're always changing. And with with no Norris in the lineup, it's it's tough. You you gotta you gotta find something that works. And and uh, at least in the second part of the game versus Buffalo, these lines really worked. Uh, and finally, before we uh, get on to uh, Martin Havlet's conversation, um, the next five games you talked about. You know, the the 20 game mark. So at the 21 game mark, basically, they're going to come back from a four game road trip. So they're going to face New Jersey on Saturday. That's won 10 in a row. Uh, I'm going to say that's not an easy task. Then they're going to go out on the West Coast and play four games. They're going to play Vegas, who's a division leader. And they've got the Kings, who are second in the Pacific. And of course, they've got Anaheim and San Jose, who are struggling a bit, as well as Ottawa. Like, this is, if, if, well, you tell me what we should expect to see after this little road trip. Well, the goal on this trip, you got a possible two, four, six. You got a possible ten points to come back with with six of ten. But where they are right now, that's that's not. You need more than that. Everyone keeps doing the numbers, and they're saying, "Well, the Senators are going to mm. make the playoffs. They have to go whatever it is, play almost eighty percent hockey the rest of the year." A good goal, and if you do this all season, is you take six out of ten, six out of ten, then you're usually in a good spot. But they need to do better. So Anaheim's a young team. LA's a young team. You look at New Jersey, they're a young team as well. So I think you got to come out of that road trip with at least at least seven out of ten points to, 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 to get back on a roll. But it's, it's going to be tough. That West Coast trip is extremely difficult. You, you, you rhymed off the teams who they're playing. Uh, and that's the problem. You dig yourself a hole early on in the season for the various reasons, injuries, not scoring, whatever it may be. Now now you're in a tough spot. So we'll, we'll see. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be difficult, but we'll see. You were, uh, this is off topic, but you were in uh, the league before the 0405 lockout when you didn't have a cap and you could get yeah. bonus money, if I'm not mistaken. Did you, were you part yes. of it? And if I'm not under the Jacques Martin <laughs> era, it was either a 10 game segment or a five game segment. And then you just get an envelope of cash, right? Oh, it was so good. Got that in Nashville too. It was that if you won your segment, if, if you got six out of 10 points, you would get money. And we'd say, bring the wheelbarrow in, boys. Cash is coming in. And, yeah, teams, teams would get cash in. Guys loved it. And you would think in the grand scheme of things, when, when you look at what guys make in the NHL, making hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it's like, why do guys gamble? Why do guys like playing cards on the plane? Because everybody likes to get that little extra. I even know some guys yes. that would squirrel away their per diem money. They're just such grinders. <laughs> <laughs> they would come back yeah. with a little shoebox or per diem money and uh, the card games on the plane. But yeah, you're right. There was I, I played in that era. Some teams a little more than others. There's stories of the Detroit Red Wings back in the day where, where Mike Illich would come in 
he actually came in with a wheelbarrow of cash. And he said, guys, you win this game tonight and it's all yours. Uh, and uh, cash is a big motivator. How much money? Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm trying to remember how much Illich came in in the wheelbarrow. I'm going to say 25 grand or something. I wasn't on that team. We just, in the league, you hear these stories from other teams. You're like, why, why, are we, why, is, why isn't our owner doing that? Why aren't we getting that? But Nashville, we did it. And the, fun, and the best thing about it is everybody gets it. You got the training staff, the coaches, the players. So everybody likes getting cash. And and we'd have the you'd have it up on the board. You'd have the segments, each segment. Jacques was big on that. And so was Barry Trotz. And after we won a segment, everybody would cheering. Like, Here we go, boys, some more cash. So, yeah, no, I can't do so, that anymore. It's a big motivator, though. Uh, absolutely. How much uh, was the biggest envelope you got? Oh boy, I don't know, a couple grand, like a couple grand for a few weeks work, but it's cash. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, thank I, God I'm, I'm all for it. I'm jealous. <laughs> thank God we were over the seventh, the seven year IRS reporting period because you go back there and <laughs> get some cash. <laughs> That's uh, the thing with, so how, with, te with, te with teams, Wally. There's so much stuff with the cash and. I remember one of my early Ottawa Senators teams, our, um, our old massage therapist who's not with us anymore, Brad Joyelle. What a, what a wonderful guy Brad was. Brad was the team's massage therapist, but he was also our team organizer for our, our pools, our betting, and we would have a weekly golf pool. We'd have an unbelievable Masters pool where we'd do a live auction and you'd auction off the guys from the Masters. And, and Brad... He'd be like a guy on uh, down on uh, on Wall Street holding up tickets. All right, who wants Tiger Woods? Ernie Els. All right, this guy's going for that, and guys are there bidding on these golfers, and and uh, and that's what those teams back then. Like we had good young teams that won, and a big part of the reason is because we did fun stuff like that off the ice. Like we did pools, we went out together, we, uh, we had great card games on the plane. It's just stuff stuff like that really tightens up your group, and uh, betting's a big part of it. And I'm not talking about serious cash or I'm, I'm just talking about fun pools and football pools, golf pools, but the master's pool uh, still to this day, it's always the pinnacle event for hockey players. So true. And I, I can, you can go into the room and I can remember hearing guys talk about it or the football pools or whatever. Uh, if I'm not even, there's been even a couple of media members that have been involved in a couple of those pools. <laughs> uh, Don Brennan being one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Um <laughs> Good stuff. Maybe we'll uh, we'll talk to Marty about some of those things, shall we? Uh, we're going to bring him up next. Of course, uh, Coming in Hot is brought to you by BEI, Bonisher Excavating, Inc. They are the uh, industry standard when it comes to excavation and uh, aggregate in the Ottawa Valley. BonisherExcavating.com is here to help with all of your needs. Uh, call them, 613-432-1120. Go to BonisherExcavating.com. Remember, slow down in construction zones, and they are hiring uh, if you're looking for some employment, BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Coming up after this, we'll go one-on-one -on -one with Marty Havlat. Mach 9 is about to ignite. Uh, you're watching Coming In Hot. Uh, happy to have on episode number 9, Mach 9. The best, one of the best players to ever wear number 9 for the Ottawa Senators, Martin Havlat. Uh, Marty, how are you, my friend? 
I'm great, great. Thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. Marty, I gotta tell you, Marty, I gotta tell you before Wally gets going here, he is so giddy. He's been dancing for the last week when he heard you're gonna come on the show. You, you just made his year. I know he's been trying for two years. I think it took us, what, two days to get you on the show? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Two phone calls. Two phone calls, yeah. So, <laughs> done. Marty was one of the first. Now you can't do it as much. You used to be able to sit in the locker room and just have chats with players, but now it's everybody gets in and all the players are gone and they just come out. There's only a few players left. When Back in our day, we used to sit around and chat, and Marty was one of the first that we just sit and chat and joke about stuff. Uh, there was a time, and you were not going to remember this, Marty, but – uh, you came out and I was just screwing around. And so during one of the interviews, I bopped you in the chin with the microphone just to, just, just to see her reaction. That's and you were, like, you were like, what are you That's for fun? Yeah. <laughs> we just had more fun back then. I don't remember that one. <laughs> was I speaking much? Back uh, then? Yeah. Yeah. You, but the problem Already with you is I was you were speaking English. Yes, you were, but the problem with you is you were always in some kind of controversy, whether you were, I don't know, causing some issues on the ice or scraps or whatever. Yeah. So Wally, where do, where do, you, where do you want to start here with Marty? We, we can go well, anywhere, all kinds of good stories. Where do you want to start? First, we're going to start with what you're up to, because we haven't heard a lot about you, but now we're starting to hear more about Martin Havlat and the national team uh, for Czechia. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, that's the latest. I, I I got a job after six <laughs> after six years or maybe seven. So I got the I don't know three weeks ago I got an interesting phone call from the new uh, new president of the uh, Czech Federation asking me if I would like to be the new GM of the national team. So I, I had a pretty pretty uh, pretty quick laugh with Ivanka here, but uh, it, it it was kind of first thing what crossed my uh crossed my mind uh that actually i could enjoy it and i could i could have fun uh doing and be back uh around the hockey boys or around the around hockey uh, period so uh so after i talked to the the new president and he told me what he wants me to do or what would be should be my role it's much different than being a gm in the i mean in the nhl so uh it's not even close uh, as important i mean it's important because i'm going to try to get the players from the nhl at the end of the season to play for the team check at the world championship but i mean it's not the uh, everyday job and everyday hustle uh like for the gms in the nhl pretty good start though marty i know you were you were in finland last week Got the bronze medal, so one, one for one, one for one. Yeah, you, you didn't come back with nothing. You got a medal, and yeah. for, first time as a GM, so you're doing something right. But did you, like, did you actively were you looking to do something, or did just the phone just all of a sudden were you surprised? Actually, I was surprised, so I, I wasn't looking to do different stuff. What I've been doing the last six years, but uh, this one was very, very interesting and some offer offer like this i don't think that it, right now I, I think it's the right time for that to do that so um i got the okay from the family i'm not sure if it's a good thing maybe they have enough of me so uh maybe uh they need some breaks too during the year so yeah no, I, got I, got, I got i got the green light so uh i jump nice. on it right away 
Oh yeah, no, you got. You know, you, you, know go, what, you know what I'm talking about, Yorkie, right? Well, you go. I, I listen. I, I've been I've been retired for a little longer than you, and I've been going crazy. If you if you sit around, you can only play so much golf and so much tennis. Uh, yeah. Your your daughters, though, I remember I was down in in Boca Raton, where, where you live right now. Your daughters are pretty high level tennis players, Nikki and, and Teresa, right? They're pretty good, aren't they? I'm not sure they high level, but we started it, and they keep. They keep playing. So one of them is seven. She'll be eight. I mean, in January, and the other one is ten. So uh, we'll see. I keep I keep bringing them. So we'll see how they uh, how they're gonna love it or not. In the future, they're gonna decide what they're gonna do anyway. So I just I just have to bring them and find out if if they're gonna like it or not, or if they can be good or not. So everybody. So in in obviously in in Florida, people play tennis, different sports. In in Canada, it's hockey, as you know, and, and everyone's crazy about hockey. Are you nice tennis dad or are you uh, angry tennis dad? Which one are you? Are you in the middle? Well, I rather not coach. I know I cannot coach her already, so I don't have patience. So I uh, let the other people do that. So and I'm trying to stay away as much as I can and as far as I can. So I'm a, I'm a good dad when during the tennis tournament I'm fine there, yeah. but uh, during the practices I gotta I gotta stay away. So, but I got a lot of friends in tennis, so yeah. I got a lot of a lot of advice, <laughs> let's say advisors, and a lot of advices from them. But I'm not sure if I'm if I take all of them. But I'm trying to do my best. So uh, la, la, being a good la, dad. Last thing on the tennis, we we were chatting before you came on and. Daniel Alfredson went into the Hall of Fame. Great moment. I know you guys were, were, were close. And later on, I want to ask you a couple of Alfie stories. I know you must have one or two. But you guys have played tennis a couple of times, haven't you? Alfie's a pretty good tennis player. And I know you, like, you look like you could still play right now. You're in good shape. How did it go in the tennis matches with you and Alfie? I think, well, the first one we played, I don't know. I think Every time there's a hurricane here. We we uh, was usually during the U.S. Open talking talking about tennis. So a couple of times we had to leave from uh, I don't know. We went to New York and then we, there was hurricane coming here, so we decided to go to Ottawa. So a couple of times I went to see Richard, my best friend there. Right, you know him. Oh yeah, you Richard. Can plug Fratelli's. It's okay. Yeah, especially little, Frit little <laughs> yeah. Fratelli plug. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He'll be happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we played we played with Alfie in uh, in Ottawa and then I think we played a couple times one time uh during the summer and the second time I think when we had that uh outdoor uh, outdoor game um uh at the oh, at the yeah, Parliament, Parliament or 2016 yeah. Yeah. Parliament, yeah. yeah so I think we played there so I think he won that one in uh when we played there in the winter but I got a lot of excuses. I got a lot of excuses on that match, but it's, let's not talk about. It. He won, but I think I, I beat him here. So uh, we played so. here a couple of times, but we had we had we had a lot of fun. So it was uh, was great to play him uh, somewhere else than on the ice. But like you guys know, <laughs> like you guys know, whatever he touches, he's pretty good. Yeah. No. No. Wally, what you got? What do you got? Is is he the most competitive person you've ever played against? You know what, in hockey and in sports, like he is one of the most, but there's so many guys that we actually, we play against on the ice yeah. and now meeting them after hockey, well, they just want to compete and 
if they were great competitors on the ice, they, uh, they, they're not, you're not going to lose that. So they, they cannot, they can, they don't want to lose in chess or whatever, cards, golf, uh, tennis, any, anything you play, any game you play, they just want to win. So he's Alfie for sure. Uh, one of them. So that's why he was so great on the ice. Uh, last question before we get to your hockey career uh, and about being the GM. Do you is the first call you make to Yarmir Yager, or do you or do you not call him anymore? No, it wasn't. So he's not in the NHL. So my my part is the boys in the NHL most of it. So trying to the main role is to get them to the worlds at the end of the season if they're healthy and they're willing to come. So no no yaks anymore. No yaks anymore. <laughs> He That's just crazy. Had a, did he just it's have crazy. a tournament? Uh, was there not just some tournament in, in the Czech Republic, in Prague, maybe? He still he owns the team and he's uh, still not done. And maybe yeah. maybe he's still going to play on, on his team. I'm not sure about that. So uh, I think couple, not not fun days for him right now because I think his yeah. dad just pa- passed away a couple of days ago. So, But he's still, uh, he's still with the team. Uh, they got the new... or. Yeah, the new arena basically yeah. finalized, and he's still around the team. He's still, I don't know, half a century old, and he's still he's still <laughs> there. So Amazing. it's unbelievable. So last year he was playing. This this year he still didn't get a game, but uh, I think he's the owner, so he can decide whenever he wants to play yeah. if he if he will play. So it's amazing anyway. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to your career. And uh, we have some notes, as we always dig up, uh, called Tale of the Tape, brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape, where we, uh, not just a typical bio, we figure out some different notes. So six, you're a six-time 20-goal scorer. Five, fifth most points from your draft class, 594. Twice, you were the team's leading scorer, once in Chicago, once in Minnesota, as you know. And two gold medals, one from the World Juniors and one from the World Championships. Uh, you had a very good career. It might have been obviously cut short with some injuries, but how would you assess overall your career? Well, if, if somebody told me when I started the, playing in the NHL that I'll be here, I don't know, 15, 15 years, uh, I would take it. So I'm, I'm just very fortunate. I was uh, able to play for, for so long with that, with that many injuries. We're talking about that. But uh, I mean, those are part of the part of the part of the sport. So especially hockey. So some guys get hurt, some guys don't get hurt. And uh, but still, I wouldn't change it for for anything. I had such a great, uh, such a great fifteen years that uh, I wouldn't change it. So uh, it could be much better, could be much worse the whole career. So, but I'm, uh, I know I'm very fortunate that I could play hockey and be, uh, and because of that, I can. Live the way I live right now. Yeah, no, for for sure. Well, you got another one, Wally? Well, I was just going to say you had, uh, you burst onto the scene in Ottawa. Uh, immediate fan favorite because you were so electrifying. Jason and I both um, think of you as one of the top five, probably most exciting players to ever wear an Ottawa Senator uniform. Uh, then you had to play behind Alfie and Haas on the right side, which is not easy. And you had Jacques Martin, who was, let's call him a defensive-minded coach. Was he, was it hard for you to adjust it or for him to adjust to you because you were very offensive? I don't know who was adjusting more, him or him or me, but uh, I think I had to adjust because I was 19, right? My first, yeah. um, my first year. So 
But uh, yeah, I had, like you said, it was Alfie and Hoss and then me. And then uh, it was, they were, they were there the most of my time. So <laughs> I've been always told, you got to wait your turn. You got to wait your turn. You got to wait your turn. But it was hard to, uh, hard to, uh, it was hard uh, to argue with them about anything because both of them are amazing players. Both of them are in the Hall of Fame. So, and both of them are great uh, human beings of the ice also. So, uh, it's uh, and I just saw Jacques actually um, last year. Last year I saw him at the Panthers game, so I don't think I did anything else than just talk to him for a couple periods. So it was great to see him and uh, great to talk talk to him about uh, some stuff. Yeah, and by the way, Haas, I was talking to you about this. Haas is an author now. He's got his book he, out. He told me, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's it's. I a, gotta. I gotta look at it. So uh, I didn't. You didn't tell me about that. So uh, yeah. he must. Hey, he must have been busy. Yeah, he's he's on a book tour right now. You know, Haas. <laughs> but he's yeah. uh, he's on a book tour. He's doing everything. I saw him on checklists. I saw him everywhere. Yeah, uh, but but such a good guy. A funny story. And take me back, Marty. Early on, I'm trying to remember, it was in your rookie season. You had like a little altercation with Mark Messier. I'm trying to re remember. Uh -huh. If you could my tell me, year. refresh oh. my memory on that story. Uh, well, yes, my first year, 19 years old, I was skating by some somebody. And I don't know why, I don't know what happened. I just decided to give the guy a little elbow in the face. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but that happened. Then I just turned around, just turned right and said, ah, oh, it's messy. Okay. This is going to get ugly. So I just found out there was him. So I just started skating so fast, but the referee didn't see the elbow. So I, uh, we were in the offensive zone. I stopped in front of the net, like Jacques and uh, Perry always told me, uh, stop in front of the net. So I did, but I saw, I saw Mr. Messier coming to me uh, with the hands up. I thought, oh, okay, I gotta, I gotta take the hit. <laughs> so I, so he hit me. But the referee saw that, so the ref put the hand up, and uh, I knew he's gonna get the whatever he's gonna get a penalty, right? So, well, I got cross checked. I dove a little bit, so so I got up again. Then I got another cross check. So it's four minutes for Mark Messier, and well, he went to the penalty box. He got four minutes, and he was he wasn't happy uh, for sure. But there was a power play, right? So I was on the power play, and I happened to score a goal on that power play. So I, I was still thinking about maybe I'm just gonna tell him something, but then uh, then I stopped though. But uh, yeah, I didn't know it was him. So, uh, and I ended up scoring goal. So I don't, I don't know if it was the, I don't think he was that happy that uh, that game, but uh, yeah. I managed to stay alive. It was one of the first things I did, yes. <laughs> yeah, I re that was one of your introductions to the NHL. I remember it. and. I think that's one of the things the fans loved about you. Like you had a little bit of edge to your game. Like for a skilled guy, you didn't take any shit. And right away in your rookie season, you're like getting into it with Mark Messier, where most guys wouldn't do that. But I think besides, I didn't know that too, though. I didn't know that. If I knew, I don't think I would do that. But I... <laughs> hey, how about Messier? How many cross checks did he get away with? Like he was just allowed to cross check. He probably took about five before he got the penalty. 
but uh, yeah, di different era back then. Um, yeah. go, go ahead, Wally. Well, it leads me into perhaps you creating uh, the most penalty-filled game in NHL history. Uh, Ken Hitchcock was not happy with you, and I remember him saying, somebody's going to feed him his lunch one day, uh, and then they go in, or you guys go into Philadelphia, and it became the all-out brawl that it was. And I, I'm just curious of what your reaction is to that entire situation. Well, it started with the, let's say, for forearm to uh, Mark Reckie's, they say face, but in my eyes, it was right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. The, well, penalty, I started it. Yeah, well, I was frustrated whatever for whatever reason, right? So then he hooked me a couple of times. So I, I swung. I don't know what was my stick or my forearm, but well, I, he didn't get hurt, but it was probably dirty. But... Uh, well, I got, what did I get? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Two games, right? Yeah. Two games I got. And then after the two games, I look at the schedule. I was like, oh, we're playing in Philadelphia. So here we go. <laughs> and the best thing is, uh, the, like the day before, I got sick. Uh, before the, the day before uh, before the game in Philly, I was like, "Oh my God, I cannot just say I'm sick. That I would I would look like that I'm scared, right? So I got I just have to play this game. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show up. But uh, well, I don't know. We lost that game, right? I think four two. I don't know something like that. And uh, yeah. Well, we started it, everything was quiet, and then, I don't know, then one fight, second fight, third fight. I was like, here we go. Three versus three, four against four fighting. I was still on the bench, right? So Jacques was smart, hold on. And, uh, and uh, on the, on the, uh, so I was getting ready, mentally ready, that I'm going to get some beating. 
or maybe not. You never know what I would do. So uh, at the on the bench, it was like uh, was it just Haas. Karol Rachunek was on the bench. I don't know. Not many I guys left. Alfie. Alfie too. Okay. Alfie didn't fight, huh? I think. I, I think he was on the bench still. I just remember there's a shot of you and like three other players, maybe. Yeah. So 157 was on the clock and Z got the instigator. So uh, Jacques, very smart coach. Like Marty. Marty, go to the fucking, uh, sorry, a penalty box. I was like, oh. Oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm going, I'm going to the penalty box and nobody can touch me anymore. So I think there was a couple of fights right after that. So I was still expecting that when the game was over that something's going to happen. But uh, yeah, no, I was getting ready for the uh, for the beating. So, uh, but it didn't didn't happen, and uh, it became became the. I don't think we nobody's going to break this record anymore. So no, in, in the, so, the, with the new rule, were you like throughout the game? Were you kind of chased or were you threatened or anything? I think I was just trying to focus on playing the game, but uh, I was expecting or I, I had I, I I was watching around myself the whole game. Yes, if something, yeah, they were, they were talking to me. As a result of that game. There is a player that owns on the Ottawa Senators, the franchise director for most PIMs in a game. Do you know who that player is? Oh, it is. Our buddy who does the play-by-play -play for um, for Buffalo now? Rob Ray, no. No? It's Jason Spezza. It's Spezza. Yeah, I knew that. It's Spezza, a trick question. Got the most, he's got the most minutes in that game. Because he got like 52 minutes in that game, and so it's the one pe it's the one penalty minute record that Chris Neal doesn't have. Yeah, he did well in his fight and too. I remember. He's, he must be mad about that Neal, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And Spets always <laughs> loves to bring it up. Yes, uh, yes. Okay, so uh, so we're gonna fast forward. I think like 10 years or something. You now are in St. Louis. It's the last year of and ends up being your career. You play two games for Ken Hitchcock, now the coach. Did this did this game ever come up in your meetings with Ken Hitchcock? Well, it was it was so unfortunately it was so quick that uh, <laughs> the two games that I don't think we got to that. But uh, I know he was actually it was the one reason I went there because when after talking to him, he really he really liked me to come. So. Uh, but we never got to that uh, got to the game. But uh, if I had if I stay longer, I think we would get to talk about that game for sure. But uh, yeah, that was my last two games to play for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, Marty, I I, uh, I mentioned I wanted to, to go back to Alfie, and and you told me you guys were roommates back when you were with the Senators, and just with the whole Hall of Fame thing, and. Everybody's always asking the same questions, what it means to play with, and he's a great player. And we all know all that stuff. That's not that's nothing new. It's like we could we could sit here and talk about what a great player he is. But you you must have a story or two about Alfie off the ice. Maybe maybe the average person doesn't know. Um, well, yeah, we spent some time together as a roommate. Well, I think my first was Vini Prosko. Oh, oh that was there. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about 
Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Pound, 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 for, pound, pound. Who is the cheapest man in the NHL? Well, there's there's few we know, right? But uh, uh, who are actually on our team in Ottawa? Well, I think he just said his name. Yeah. No, I did not. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I said there were few. There were few. Oh, but no. God. But they they were they were all special. So then somebody's cheap, somebody's not cheap. But it's 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 nothing bad, right? Exactly. So, but uh, hey, uh, they were. Well, they were both special players, the the ones I'm talking about. But it's okay. Uh, talking about Alfie, uh, Alfie. Yeah, I know he wasn't happy, and the I mean, later on when I was with him as a roommate, that I was on the phone the whole. I mean, a lot of times. So I was trying to probably talk to someone a lot uh, those years. Uh, but uh, maybe well, when I was 19, like I was starting, so I was. We had that one story. Uh, with Messier, so and then when I was still uh, 19, I think so. I was uh, my first year. Well, I started the season pretty good, and uh, when I was 19, I thought uh, I deserved to play much more and all different situations. And uh, and well, because of because because I was young and uh, I started well, I. Uh, I, I wanted to play every shift, and I I thought I should play more and more and more and more like everybody uh, in the NHL. I think all of the guys they want to play more and more, and uh, everybody has to wait their turn. Uh, somebody gets to play right away. Somebody needs to wait. It all depends on their situations, right? So, but I don't know. I was just one shift, one shift uh, in a game or whatever. I just was mad, right? For whatever reason, I think Jacques took me out too early from the from the ice, and I I was very impulsive back then. So uh, when Marty was not happy, everybody knew. When Marty was happy, yeah. everybody knew also. So I wasn't happy. I think I just smacked the door or just I don't know, break the stick, of, and then then Alfie just started yelling at me, right? Just giving it to me, and I just I, I don't know what I was just mad and doesn't matter who was yelling at me if it was a captain or not so i just i basically was, i was just gonna give it to him back so i just started yelling you uh, and then I, then i realized it whatever captains i shouldn't do that maybe so i just well maybe i should i would normally would use different word word at the end much worse and then i just i just wanted to slow down so i just called him a lion king i don't know why because of his hair <laughs> like this and i don't know I just, and then we just, uh, when we talked about it the other day, so I call him Lion King all the time right now. When I, I That's his name? Lion King. I, I have it like Lion King in my phone, so I'll see the Lion King. But, uh, but now I realized after the first F-bomb that I throw at him uh, that uh, maybe I shouldn't do that. So the second I just changed to a Lion King, so I don't know. I don't think I don't think he even knew what I said. So, but uh, <laughs> but I I know he knows about that. So uh, oh, that's awesome, nice. man. And but the other stories, I don't think I can I can say anywhere. No, you leave those no. times. Yeah, I'm, leave... not, I'm not saying about Alfie, but everybody else. But there's few stories, yes. Yeah, that that probably uh, right now it didn't wouldn't work well. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead, Wally. What's your reaction to seeing Alfie get in the Hall of Fame and to Haas, who you, I mean, you played behind two Hall of Famers in Ottawa. I know you've played with a couple, I mean, you played with Taves and Kane in Chicago. 
uh, but they're now in the hall. I, I'm just curious of what that means or what that was like to know that you uh, you had relationships with those guys. Well, I think they just, they both of them, they deserve it. And like I said, and Yorkie said, well, we know all how they play hockey or played hockey, but I just think they're both great of the ice. I, I think right now it's more important than anything, than anything else. And uh, they will respect it from, from everyone. And uh, yeah, no, I had a chance to, well, just talking about those two, then Dave, Stazer and Kaner, they're going to be there later. We have Z, Zdeno, mm. uh, right? It's just, uh, I've been lucky to play around a lot of great, great players and being on some great teams. So, uh, unfortunately, I never won. But uh, it was amazing to be around those players uh, on the ice and off the ice too. So uh, just well-deserved and I'm very, very happy for them. Marty, Wally told you we did our thing the other day on, on talented guys. Uh, by the way, I, ha I had Carlson and you. You guys were my one-two. That was my one-two. So uh, I think Wally had you lower than me. Even he's, uh, <laughs> I was one-two. Um you mentioned guys you played with and you, a couple of names there. And uh, I always look back at my career. I talked about, I, I got a chance to play with Fedorov. I, I thought that guy was so good and, and Yags. Like, um, but if you, if you could make Marty Havlats, Marty Havlats, top five guys that, if, that you played with or against, you say, man, because you're a guy I always say, I would pay money to watch Marty play because you entertained me. I don't know what you're going to do. You're unpredictable. You're fast. You might, you might, you might cross-check Mark Matthew. You might cause a brawl. There's chaos going on when Marty Havlat uh, plays. Who, who would be guys that you would say most talented and guys that, that Marty would, would uh, pay to see play? Uh, it doesn't have to be five. Uh, at the time I played? Yeah, at the time you played. or It, could, it yeah. could even be guys now. There's so many talented guys now. It's so a tough it's question. Great. It's a tough question, but I mean, the ones I played with, it was always Haas was, well, Haas and Alfie. I really loved playing with Spats. Yeah. I had a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun playing with him. Well, Kaner, amazing. And there's so many, so many talented players on every team. Every team has a couple who are just amazing so it's the nhl right so mm -hmm. best out of the best <laughs> now i really enjoy watching i mean mckinnon uh mcdavid well sid still has it uh, mm. malkin talking about datsuk was amazing it's just every every team so had somebody who was outstanding and better than most of the rest of the team so yeah but uh i mean I like I, I really like skilled skilled guys and shifty. Pasternak is amazing now. Talking about yeah. players, he's trying to create stuff. Uh, Krejci, Krejci in Boston took one year basically off in Czech, but they just players like that I really 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 like and uh, enjoy watching. Players who are trying to Kucherov is another one on Tampa. I really like watching. Trying to create stuff, uh, and that and you never know what they're gonna do. And the way they play, they're making the other players uh, better around them. So uh, 
every it's hard to pick. There's so many, so many great players. Uh, you said a bunch. You, you said a bunch of good ones there, Wally. What uh, what else do you well, got? You had Patty Kane as a rookie in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was his first year. Was he kind of like you in a sense of being brash and uh, uh, that type of – did he have a bit of attitude coming in like you? Because both you very highly skilled players. We I had a chance to play with Taser and Kaner like uh, their first two years. Hmm. So I started in Chicago the first year yeah. and then year two and three they came and – both of them were so talented and so different. So it was it was so much fun to actually be around them. But it was just those two. But there was other players in Chicago that I that I knew that team's gonna be special. So uh, uh, basically, in Chicago was one of the worst teams in year one and year three. Before I had to leave. Uh, one of the best teams in the in the league. We lost actually against the Hoss, I think, in the conference final. So uh, then I left, and Hoss came. So uh, it was the situation. Good timing. But, uh, yeah, great timing. It's all the timing, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it, it is what it is. I wasn't happy. I was leaving that team. Yeah, to tell you the truth. So, yeah. But uh, because I knew how talented they were and how Joe Quenwell. As a coach, I had him one year, so he was a he was an amazing coach. Yeah, you got off. I do, I remember that one year in Chicago. You were leading the league in points. You got off to your best start. You're on fire, and you're just. I'm like, wow, Marty what, is what, gonna. What What happened after the great start? Oh, he got hurt. I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. it's. I know. You. I'm like, he's gonna win the point race this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah I got hurt. Yeah. 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 I think seven games. Seven games was great. Great seven games. Oh, that was a good seven <laughs> games. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you watch? Uh, I should have asked you beforehand, but have you watched this group of Ottawa Senators? And if you have, do you sense that they're kind of like the group that you had when you guys started young, lots of talent, needed to find your way early on, but then started to get together and click? Actually, I saw them here playing in Florida. I don't know, three weeks, something mm. like that. They gave up fifty-eight shots. Yeah. Yes, that was very, and they they were actually thinking about winning here or in in Florida. They could actually they had chances to yeah. turn the whole game around, and uh, they could they they still had a chance to win the game. It didn't happen, but yeah, it was a lot of shots. But hey, one of those games. Oh, but uh, there's a few talented players on the team for sure, and then. Um, now they have, uh, I mean, Giroud there and a couple of older guys uh, yeah. uh, on the team. What's very important, but I think the fans in Ottawa are excited right now because there are some uh, some very talented uh, players uh, for sure on the team. So uh, the older they will get, the better the team will get too. So uh, there are some exciting players to watch for sure on the team. What was it like for you as a group back in those days? Uh, you guys are dominating, right? You were considered, it wasn't that long till you were considered cup contenders uh, and people just always gravitated towards the Ottawa Senators could play well defensively and still score lots of goals. Uh, it must've been a fun time, uh, despite maybe you being on the third line behind Haas and Alfie, but as a group, a great hockey team. You know, it was one of, well, I mean, my first six years were in Ottawa and I was uh, 19 years old. 
playing hockey in Canada, in Ottawa, everything about hockey with the players, like we just talked about it. We, I no, I think nobody expected me to make the team at that year. I don't. There must maybe was one one spot left or, or open mm-hmm. as a forward, and one spot open as a defense. And uh, I think Karl Rahune was the defenseman. I was the I was the forward. So uh, it was great, great years. Uh, so many, so many great memories, and uh, and uh, it. Every year in the playoffs, so I didn't even think about it that I'm, I'm not gonna be playing uh, for the cup at the end of the season. So that was that was amazing, and yeah, we didn't. Uh, it didn't happen for us till till the end. So uh, some early early uh, early exits in the playoffs. Yeah, we didn't we didn't like playing Toronto in the playoffs, right? So uh, <laughs> I yeah. wasn't gonna bring no, it up, some, but. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Unfortunately, yeah. So they were they were good, and we were not good enough to go uh, all the way like we wanted to. So, uh, but then the guys went to the final. They they got the shot their shot there. So, uh, but uh, it was special 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 years for me in uh, in Ottawa for sure. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, we didn't do it. Yeah, one year we were close to the final against Jersey. Yeah. So, yeah. One minute left. I was on the ice, so I remember that very well. Some but, people but it, blame partially you for that goal. Hundred <laughs> percent. Could could it, go both ways, huh? It, could be well, the defenseman's mistake or my mistake because I let the guy go. Yeah. It's there's three of you. Apparently, there's it's Reds and Rakunic and you. I think. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's us. So. So whose fault is it? Whose fault? Doesn't matter now. <laughs> I just want Doesn't the matter. end. I just want to get to the bottom of it. Well, they scored. I let the guy go because I thought that the it was only one, right? That, that he's gonna pick him up, and they didn't pick him up. And then the, I was picking up the puck from the net or breaking the stick of the of the post. So, well, hey, it was my mistake too. So. Uh, it was so tough. I remember that one. Yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah, I know. One minute, left. one minute left. Yeah, yeah, one minute left. So, uh, hey, one quick wrong decision and do you, it's gone. It's hockey. Do you play much now? A lot of guys have, like don't play a lot of hockey anymore. Do you? I actually played in the summer. No, well, I didn't touch the skates for two and a half years now. I mean, really? before... When the COVID started, I didn't. I always go home for the summer, and uh, in Czech, and I played there twice a week. For, I don't. I go there for two months, and I play a couple times a week, just with my buddies there, and just pick up hockey. And uh, yeah, since the COVID started, I did. I didn't touch the skates. Well, I was actually hoping I'm gonna get the chance to play at the end of the practices last week, <laughs> but. Uh, I asked the coach, and the coach told me, "No, no, not not this, not, not this tournament." I was like, "I'm the G- <laughs> like I'm the GM. Maybe, maybe I sh- I shouldn't even ask, right?" Maybe yeah, I- you yeah, you call the ask. shots. Like, who's, who's the, who's the, who's the coach, Marty? Who's the coach? Uh, actually, we have a Finnish coach, oh. Kari. Yeah, and uh, there was a first time. Well, it's the first time we have actually somebody else than uh, than a Czech coach. I think he started last year after the Olympics and he got us a bronze medal 
after I don't know how many years we didn't have a medal. So yeah. So the the guys got the bronze last year. So there was okay, any medal is great. Yeah, hundred percent. But I had a chance to meet him uh, last two weeks, and uh, he's been coaching for for years, years. So it was fun to be around hockey again. I, that's it's, I, I love the fact that guys get to get back on the ice. And um, I don't know, did you see Alfie and Neeler and Spets and Phillips playing uh, in the Hall of Fame game? Probably not. But no, I did not. I was like, were, that was in Europe. So. Yeah, you they did, were just he, all on the ice. You um, didn't miss. You didn't miss anything. The, ne- game, Neeler, <laughs> the game was not good. Neeler, Neeler was playing in that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. He still plays like all. He plays every week. Oh, Neeler play. Hey, Neeler plays hard, Marty. Yeah. I've heard oh. stories. I've heard stories where the Zamboni's coming out at the end of the ice, and it's tied game, and, and he yells <laughs> for the Zamboni to get back in there. This game's tied. We're finishing it. Yeah. He's still, gonna he's still be a tie. Good. No, it can't be a tie. You know, he's a competitive guy, and yeah, it might be a few scraps out there now and while, now and then as well. I had some few scraps in the practices with him too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. You oh know yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were we were playing keep away there at the end of the practices a lot with Alfie and uh, Haas and Neiler wanted to play too, so we had a lot of fun with him too. So <laughs> and sometimes sometimes he get he got feisty there too. So but uh, that was the fun part. Oh god, that's good. That's good. There's always yeah. so many uh, Neeler stories. Uh, one <laughs> game I want to ask you about uh, is the night in Buffalo, November second, I think it was. Uh, you have four goals. Alfie's got four goals, and actually he has six points. But you become first star of the game. Uh, can you take me through that night? I guess it was the fr- you had six hat tricks in your career, but this is the only four goal game of your career. Of uh, what that game was like. Well, you know what was before that? The two games before that, do you know what happened? No. Well, I got suspended. <laughs> Is that that's not the <laughs> kicking game? Is that from kicking Hal Gill? Yes, no. yes. Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had two. Uh, I think I got I got two for kicking. Two games. I know I, I I think I kicked once time Eric Kearns, Islanders. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, yeah, Hal Gill. It wasn't my fault. That's the only thing I had left. He he's pushing you myself. on the net, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Was it? I, I didn't see. Was it a good? Was it a good kick or just like a half-hearted? No, kick? no, no, no. Just light one. Just on the groin. Well, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta do something. You kick. Maybe a little, maybe a little bite. I was getting pushed. I was getting pushed and punched a little bit, and I was holding the net like this. And that was really the only thing I had left to a defensive reaction, but nothing happened again. I'm very happy about that, but I got suspended. And talking about Alfie, Alfie told me, Alfie gave me shit after like this. Well, because I got suspended again. So, uh, so I was with the team and the first game was in Buffalo. So, so I was playing guilty hockey. Everything I shot at the net went in. <laughs> ah. it, was, it was great. Well, I think I got, I got two goals right away. First period, two goals, second period, and the the the, the, uh, the unreal thing was Alfie was Alfie had the same thing and he had six points. So I think it was ten. What was the score? Ten. Ten one. Ten two. Ten one. Ten two. Yeah, uh, I had it somewhere. Only uh, only three goals first. Ten four. Only three. The heater had two. Yeah. 
Heater had two in the first, and you had two. And then it went uh, you, Jay McKee, Chris Drury, Alish Kodalik, Havlat. Then Alfie opened up with uh, almost four straight. Daniel Briere got in there. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah, one of the crazy games. And yeah, it's funny. Every, sometimes it works like that. Whatever you touch, it goes in. And when you really wanted to put it in, you just can't do it. So, uh, yeah. Guilty, guilty hockey a little bit. That's funny. <laughs> so did Alfie say anything to you after that game? I'm not sure because it was crazy. He had six points. I had four points. Both of us, four goals in one game. I don't know. That doesn't really happen every night. Oh, crazy. So it's, uh, and we won. So it was, it was fun. But uh, yeah, well, sometimes I did some great stuff on the air. Sometimes I, get, I, I did some stupid stuff. <laughs> Listen, so, I, well, you talk about great stuff on the ice, and I don't want to keep you much longer. Um, you are the third quickest Ottawa Senator to score 100 goals to start your career. Um, Yash is 256 games. Haas was 282 games, and you were 286 games to get to your 100th goal. Uh, you had impressive stats, and you were always, always fun to watch on the ice. Did you did you welcome the Mach 9 nickname? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Well, since I find out what they what 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 did that mean, I had no idea. I had no idea back then, but then I like it. So yeah, it was and it was fun. No, I had I had such a great players to start my career there. I mean, talking about Vinny Prospel, my roommate, but he was my centerman. He was just he helped me a lot on the ice. So he was so smart. So yeah, such a great passer it was it was just great so he just started me off so uh and then i was playing uh i don't know i was not playing much with uh with hoss or alfie but i was getting chances to play on the power play with them so that was that was great that's where i was meeting those two guys but uh i just can't then i started with fish and uh uh one one year, I can't forget, a lot of great chemistry with Vanner. Vanner Van and uh, Peter Schaefer, we were. Oh, I think right. we, were, we were a great line. And I think that's the year, actually, the, the Jersey series, no? Yes. I think, yes. I think that's it. Yeah, we, we won the first game. But no, the whole year with them, I just loved enjoying playing with those two guys, too. So uh, Peter, Schaefer, uh, Peter Schaefer, Marty. I remember, like, I didn't play with Shafe. I was gone by then. Ugliest curve of anybody in anyone's stick. I, it was, like, bent one way, then the other. Yeah. How yeah. did he play with that thing? Like, it was crazy. Yeah, I think he did pretty good with that, so. Yeah, he was pretty good at protecting the puck. I remember he'd oh. just sit in the corner. He'd do a, a, a one-man cycle. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, he was, he was great. And uh, Vanner, Vanner wasn't the fastest, but he was smart. He yeah, sure uh, was. So He's coaching now. Vanner's yeah. coaching uh, Carleton University now, doing a great job with, with the Ravens. And still still angry when he plays pickup hockey. still tries really hard. They, there's another competitive guy right there, right? Oh, yeah. Hates to lose at anything. So yeah. that's um, great. Well, that's great, Murray. Yeah, we've kept you long enough. Um, well, you got anything else? Last question, as we always like to ask, uh, if you are sitting on the couch watching a movie, what would be your favorite cheat snack? Cheat what? Snack. Snack. Cheat snack. 
What are you eating when you watch your movies, Marty? A chips guy? You like chocolate bar? You're an ice cream guy. I got you as an ice cream guy. Yeah, sorbet now. Sorbet is healthier. Sorbet. <laughs> sorbet. Is that why you're so skinny? Is that why you're is that why you're still skinny? You're having sorbet? <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's probably the sorbet. Exactly. That's because of that. Are you? A I try to guy? move. No, I'm not. Not really. Not really. <laughs> I I was at the end. I was at the end of my career, but it was too late. But. Uh, <laughs> I think, but I think everybody now in the league are actually health guys, oh, yeah. so they're trying to watch themselves. So, uh, uh, well, I'm trying to move and sweat a little bit. I mean, tennis is my hockey, so I try to play. Just played with Voki, Tomasz Vokun. He lives close by, oh, so yeah. we try to. We I played with. To, well, I played with him in Nashville. What a what a great guy. He he's in the neighborhood. Nice. How's the tennis yes. with him? No, he's. He maybe doesn't look like a tennis player, but he plays very good. He is, uh, nice. but thank thankfully he doesn't. He was a goalie, so he wasn't. He doesn't have those hands, you know. So at the at the net, he's painfully for me. So he's uh, he's not good there. So nice. Otherwise, he's very very good. So awesome. If you could play one tennis player, uh, pro tennis player, who would you? Who would be the dream guy to play against? Djokovic. Djokovic. Fair enough. That makes sense. He's, he's my number one. All right. Uh, yeah. We appre- we appreciate your time. Good luck as the GM of the team. Um, we don't want you to have too much luck against Canada if you face them. But uh, anybody else you play against, we want you to do well. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for Marty. having me. Marty, yep. thanks. Thanks for the time. Kept you a long time. Great stories. And uh, ho- hope to come down and see you again soon. Yeah, I've waited two soon. years. So I'm going to take all the time I can here. Yeah, you just keep waiting. Okay. Well, <laughs> was, it, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Absolutely. It was one of my favorite all right. interviews. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was great to see you, both of you. See you, man. As always, thank you to Marty Havlett. It's great to see. I, I always love just being able to talk to some of the older guys who we never get a chance to chat with. And so he's, he's obviously one of those guys, which makes me into my next question, Yorkie. You talked at the beginning, and we've said it throughout, how electrifying Marty Havlat was to watch play. So I want you to give me your top five most electric Whoa. players on the Ottawa Senators, or individual skill, like guys that would take you out of your seat to watch play. <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's some guys that have so much individual skill, and you put them in a game and that skill goes away. But in practice, these guys are the best practice players you'll ever see in your life. So number one, Eric Carlson to me is is the most skilled player that's played for the Ottawa Senators. I, I got to go with Carlson. He's done so many things. And prime Carlson, prime Carlson at a time, I would say was the best player in the NHL. He had that little window where I, I would put him as the best player in the league for a couple of years though. So Carlson won. Number two, for pure ability to take you out of your seat, Marty Havlat. Uh, he's a guy that, I always say this, will you pay money to go watch a player play? Marty Havlat was a guy I would pay a lot of money to go watch play because he's so exciting, so much fun, and so fast. Number three, I got to go with Marion Hosa. Hosa to Hosa. Oh. Yeah, he was yeah, he was great defensively, but ability to beat you one on one. And the reason I know this, because I had to play against Hosa one on one, and he was a complete nightmare to go against. 
his hands were so fast, Wally, and he could beat you with, with speed because he was fast. He could beat you with skill because he had great hands. And he could take you wide too. So as a defenseman, you're like, do I back in? Do I stand him up? It doesn't matter what I do. He's just probably going to chip the puck behind me and make me look stupid. So uh, host of three. And then I got to give Alfie some respect here. In a game of keep away, and you want to talk about pure skill, you watch a guy play keep away and the legendary stories of Daniel Alfredson playing keep away after practice. There's a reason I never got involved in those games of keep away because I never would have touched the puck. So Alfie, his ability to protect the puck, his hand-eye coordination, Wally, second to none. And that's why he's such a great golfer, ping pong, tennis, uh, best athlete the Senators have ever had. Daniel Alfredson, for sure. I told the story of him hitting one over the fence at Link Stadium as well. So I got I got Alfie at four. And then number five, number five. I thought we were only doing three here. But if I have to take a, a, a fifth most talented senator of all time, well, I got I, I, Jason Spezza. Like I, I look at what Jason Spezza yeah. could do. Uh, and then I just skill, stick handling. Uh, and then I'd probably honorable mention to Alexi Yashin. Uh, love, love him or hate him. Wow. Yash, I got to give question to uh, Yash had some incredible skills. So five with Yash as an honorable mention. Well, you're showing your age on picking some players. That's okay. I will, uh, I'll bring this into the uh, new century here with some of my picks. So I'm going to start number one, Eric Carlson. I, it's tough to disagree with uh, anything you said on the way he played the game. Number two, though. Jason Spezza, he was one player in that era I would pay to watch. And when you talk about that, and that is he would bring you yeah. out of your seat yeah. no matter what. He, every time he had the yeah. puck, you're like, what is he going to do? Uh, number three, Alexi Kovalev. Oh, I forgot about Alex him. Well, okay. But are you talking about Alexi Kovalev? No, it just his – well, you know what? I watched him in practice. And every day yeah. he would kneel on the opposition blue line and I sauce know. pucks to the net. And he's always trying to sit it on top of the net. And I tried to record it a few times. Uh, he did it one day. I didn't record it. But he managed to place a puck on top of the net at the far end. It was like a flick, just like nothing. For I'm like, I would probably sauce that to the center ice dot. <laughs> he is firing it to the <laughs> other end of the ice. Yeah, right. You're, Alexi you're left to me. Practice. You're counting you just counted Al now. you counted Alfie's keep away. That's okay, so but that, that was just nope, describing nope. how he played. It's Kovalev as a, as a senator, what he did in his career here. Come, oh, I'm going to put Peter Shetzlivy in the in the conversation oh, too. You should have you should have seen down. this guy in practice. He was unbelievable. All right, keep going. Sorry, oh, I remember Peter Shetzlivy. I did two stories on him becoming the new Ottawa Senators second line center. Um, Marty Havlat <laughs> comes in at number four, yep. and and this could be interchanged. Number five, uh, Tim Stutzla. I think he's going to be yeah. that guy uh, that's going to electrify people more and more. He gets stronger, comfortable, all that stuff. He might even be at, at number two or three by the time this is all said and done. But oh Tim Stutzla, yeah, for sure. On my list. Yeah. Tim Stutzler with so, his helmet. How many, how many years has he been in the league, Wally? Uh, this is three. year three or two? 
This is three. Well, yeah. You watch Stutzler play. He's got the he's got the puck on a yo-yo out there. So pure pure skill, yep. for sure. But I need yep. a, I, 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 my, my list was based on, was based on doing it over time. I, I agree with you on Stutzler though. No. Well, just based on you your gotta age, play at okay. least, you got to play at least five years in the league. Come on. <laughs> um, all right. So which of... leads us to my, I got a final topic, Yorkie, before we get out of here, Eric okay. Carlson, uh, since we put them both at the top of our list, he's now on fire. He's, uh, I don't know what he's got, 24 points or something ridiculous. Um, no. Do you bring him? So. Ottawa needs a right-handed D. Now the San Jose Sharks are saying, hey, we're looking to move them. This does not make any sense to me in any situation to be bringing Eric Carlson back into the lineup. That's It's financially they don't need that. They've got, what's he, five years left on his contract. Uh, it's an expensive contract. There's a yeah. number of reasons it doesn't, just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, I'll, I'll say this to start off. Eric Carlson... Probably my favorite player in the league, the way he plays. I'm very biased when it comes to Eric Carlson. Right shot defenseman. Uh, Eric Carlson, he's got – I just think he's he's got a – he's, for me, he's a special, special player. Uh, and I'm, I got to say, I'm, I'm ecstatic for how he started off the season. He's, he's, he's playing at the level that he was. It's been a while since he's played like this. But, but the logical remove all feelings you can't bring eric carlson back to the ottawa senators where they are right now it, it doesn't make any sense where is this team going what's this team going to be two years from now you bring eric carlson into the mix you got to put him on your first power play because uh, that's what he does is better than anybody in the league right now and and is that what you need right now for the ottawa senators do you need a guy that's that's going to be your power play guy you have enough power play guys i know shabbat's hurt but but he'll be back they don't need another offensive defenseman. As far as the offense goes, they've got uh, they've got Sanderson, they've got Shabbat, Eric Brandstrom. They they have enough of of and not to Carlson's level, obviously. If they're going to bring in a defenseman, they need a guy that is going to play big, strong, heavy minutes. They need Travis Hamonic when Travis Hamonic was with the New York Islanders. You remember Hamonic those years with the when he was on Long yep. Island. When he was just an SOB to play against, he was fast. He could defend a little bit of offense. That's what they need. The problem is those guys don't grow on trees and no general manager in their right mind is going to give somebody up like of that, of that elk, unless you give a lot in return. And even if you do, you're right. still probably not going to get that guy. So Carlson's not a fit right now, as much as I love him as a player, love the story, uh, great person families here like there's a lot of boxes that check but the senators are in a different spot now they've moved on from that you're you're re you're still rebuilding you're just everybody that thinks the senators should get all these players now and, and make a run for it they're not there now they're a team that needs to challenge to get into the playoffs and start winning some hockey games carlson will help you win some more games but it's it's the time has passed it's it's um they need they need a guy like I said like a younger Ryan McDonough, uh, so they need to do what the New Jersey Devils did in the summer: go sign two really good, reliable defensemen. And long behold, Jersey's off to a good start. I totally agree. It's just not the right fit, and that's not against Eric Carlson. I mean, twenty four no. points in eighteen games by a defenseman is phenomenal. 
it's just not the right fit for this group and what they need. So um, that's why I just don't understand why it's being entertained. I think there's just a nostalgic factor is why it's it's been such a hot button topic. But oh. if you look at it objectively, it doesn't make sense. No, no. And, and uh, last couple of days I've been going around looking. It's really hard to identify defensemen on other teams. Number one, where their contracts will fit, uh, where they are right now in their career. It's it's man, that, that's why you look at. There's a lineup of teams right now. Get in line. You want a defenseman? That's why, unfortunately, these moves are a little bit easier to make in the off season because a lot of teams are are happy what they got right now, and they know the teams that are struggling have to overpay. So let it play a little bit here. I like what uh, Ottawa's young defensemen are doing right now. So we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm a no on Carlson right now. I'm with you. Uh, I, I think it's the right move. I, it's just no need. It just feels like a pressure move to make that happen. And, you, and you'd have to give yeah, up way yeah. too much to bring him in. So yeah, for, for a number sure. of reasons. Anyway, uh, Yorkie, enjoy your weekend. Uh, we will be back again Monday to hang out together. Looking forward to it, Wally. You have a good weekend, too. Uh, thanks for watching Coming In Hot, brought to you, as always, by Renfrew Pro Tape and by BEI. We'll see you next time, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.